Gentlemen, a wise man once said, if you're not doing what you love, you are wasting your time. I think we've wasted enough time, boys. I think it's time to get back at it. Ladies and gentlemen, for the 100th time, this is the Essential Wrestling Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, my name is Al Carl. I am the host of the Essential Wrestling Podcast, powered as always by the Eastern Observer. You can taste the power. Tastes so good to be back. We apologize for a little bit of a hiatus. We had to take, long story short, uh, work sucks. I uh, know. Anyway, but we are back, ready to get to it. We're going five strong in celebration of episode 100. On the bottom right part of the screen, the first ever PWP champion, the living legend. And probably the person, I've been taking probably so many days off, you've probably been on the most. You were probably the senior member of this show, John McConaughey. <laughs> Hopped on episode four, I think it was. And I don't. I think you've missed once uh, because of your niece, which is understandable. So, John, how are things going down there, pal? Very good, sir. It's a lovely day here in Jersey, and it's always good to be back with you, gents. Yeah, glad to have you back. Uh, on the top right part of our screen. And number four, John Smith. <laughs> Don, how are things going? Uh, I haven't seen you live. Like, we're twinsies today, right? We got glad. Turn your hat back. I'll turn my hat forward. How about that? We'll be twinsies today. No, I'll, go, I'll go backwards for you. There we go, buddy. How are things? Uh, things are good, man. I got my uh, my dual monitor set up now, so we're going all high tech. I thought at the beginning, though, that you apologized for your high anus for some reason. Yeah, I, I have been told my anus does get a little high. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, John, John, you got a new TV screen today? You dumped things down? You got a new monitor? How big's the new TV you got? Because the old one they had was pretty big. I enjoyed watching wrestling on it. Yeah, that was a 65-inch. That's now in my son's room. I now have an 82-inch TV on my on my wall. All right, Hell in the Cell at John Smith's house. <laughs> Life-size Hell in the Cell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, John Smith, I'm going to try to make somewhat of a smooth transition uh, from John Smith to our, our next co-host. Uh, we didn't, uh, after WrestleMania, we haven't been on since our WrestleMania special, so we haven't really gone over uh, last year's final standings in our Central Wrestling Podcast pool, uh, sponsored, of course, as always, you know, pro wrestling pick and play against your friends, play against the universe. Uh, we have a new NXT champion. Gary <laughs> Heffy pulls it out at the end, all the way from Belfast, Northern Ireland. Gary, our new NXT champion. How are? And there you go, Johnson. I'm sorry, that's the only. That's the most seamless transition I could possibly make to Harry, how are you today, pal? <laughs> That's what I was just going to say. It's it's lovely to be back with three absolute gentlemen and John Smith. But no, it's, it's, what, what can I say? Do you know what I mean? What can I say? The, the natural skill, cream raises to the top. So, like. 
It's me, the Central Wrestling Podcast. We have one person uh, who is not with us right now. Maggie May Joy. Maggie May Spoiler. I think her nickname might be for the WWE pools going forward. She is our new WWE champion in the Central Wrestling Podcast pool. And she joins John DeConi. Uh, on the list of the very few as the uh, Pro Wrestling Pick'em Originals champions. So, shout out to Maggie May. We tried to have her on for all of our uh, WWE special, the Royal Rumble, uh, WrestleMania, and those special shows. Maggie, congratulations. She is our new yeah. WWE champion. I was very close. I was only 304 points behind. I was, <laughs> I mean, I was, Wait, in fairness, Gary, that's just three WrestleMania main events. Yes. <laughs> you can tell who picked Brock Lesnar in this pool. Um, but the rest, though, unfortunately, uh, not unfortunately, just fortunately, uh, he actually, Ryan got a full season of picks under his belt this season. He hopped on late the year before. Uh, so we have our new Impact champion edging out John DeConi by 11 points. Uh, Ryan actually, uh, I kind of goaded him into it, but it, it was irrelevant. He put his AEW title on the line, gave John DeConi one last chance at St. Patrick's Day Slam. John DeConi couldn't get it done. Uh, and then uh, the most perfect pay-per-views, and this is how you get those, those big points. Ryan Joy, he led the way from that. Our overall PWP champion, 1,690 points. 240 wins, 86 losses on 46 shows from minutes to belltime.com. Ryan Joy, good job last season, buddy. Glad to have you. 180 point difference, holding my title up high. Yes. <laughs> That's it. We spare no expense here. I'm sure uh, Joseph Kennedy Jarzanka uh, nailed that championship down to you. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, how are things going with you today, pal? Good. Yeah, yeah, things are great. I just, I just stole this off of my uh, Hikaru Shida action figure. That's so. actually going to say it. women's AW, the old one, right? They got a new one. Right? Yes, it's the old, old women's championship. Okay, so we're gonna roll right through it on today's episodes. Uh, on today's episode for episode one hundred, Josh Alexander wins. Uh, I'm sorry, excuse me. With his first successful title defense at Under Siege, Braun Breaker with a successful title defense at Spring Breakin'. As you can see, Gary Mahevi uh, he is with us to discuss NXT UK and the World of Darkness Women's Championship match. I thought that was really fun. And not to mention, we got a huge championship match coming up this Thursday on NXT UK's 200th episode. So we're doing 100. They're going to do two. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. We make our picks for this week's upcoming shows. You're going to see the graphics and statistics. or more just graphics right now. We're going to get some stats back. Right? I used to love the, the records on all these graphics. Well, you've got the graphics. The stats. You've got the graphics. They're represented by. What's that? Stats will have to wait. Okay. That's what I, <laughs> I enjoyed those. I, I, I like to see that. Especially with the way that John Moxley was when we uh, we first started doing this. He was on a test. Yeah. Uh, presented by MinutesToBellTown.com. And, uh, of course, the matches uh, that we're going to pick are always sponsored by ProWrestlingPick'em.com. Play against your friends. Play against the universe. And, guys, especially Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson, we're looking at you right now. If you're watching. She'll like it, too. Apparently, he didn't get that joke when I posted it on the Minutes to Bell Time thread the other day. <laughs> Who's she? Oh my god, okay. Let's, 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 
Okay, uh, we're going to main event the show with All Elite Wrestling. In the beginning of the Owen Hart Foundation tournaments, brackets galore. We got three tournaments starting, you know, with one of the next team. We'll get to that as well. Here are the Raw Roll-Up standings. Uh, we, we've missed a couple, but John DeCani and myself, John, thank you so much for helping me keep track of this. Uh, here are the Raw Roll-Up standings uh, going forward. Still aptly named with Raw with a two-roll-up lead on AEW. Impact SmackDown not too far behind and SmackDown's got a hidden gem. Uh, we'll talk about him in a little bit. Uh, Gary up there, NXT UK with eight. Uh, I'm a little shocked with NXT 2.0. Uh, they haven't had roll up class, I guess they haven't taught that class yet, right? I mean, it's still Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard writing it, and yet they just refuse to roll each other up. I don't get it. I think it's Matt uh, Riddle. We'll take roll up classes from there. Um, here are our standings. Oh, what did I do? Oh, yeah, standing start. There we go. Perfect. Um, we did miss a show during our hiatus. We did miss Rebellion. So here are our new standings uh, in this season. That was the only show that we missed that accounted points. And Travis Severance, like a bat out of hell, going 6-2, 57 points. Rebellion was a big show, uh, one of the big four for Impact. So I had a little bit of a higher point value is the 15-point title match. Uh, there was a boatload of interpromotional matches. Ryan right behind him, John DeConi, uh, myself and Gary uh, Johnson, we went below 500 on that show. So we're looking to turn it around. It is still early. Like you saw in the last season's graphics, 46 shows. This was show one. We're good. There's a lot of more fun uh, ready to be had. And if you care to join us like Tim Anderson just did uh, on Ryan's thread, please go to ProWrestlingPickup.com. Join the Essential Wrestling Podcast pool, uh, the 2022 2023 season uh but we're going to curtain jerk the show with a sneaky impressive uh raw premium what is it premium premium live event special live event uh wrestlemania backlash uh didn't look so well on paper i wasn't too excited about it i sat down watching cover to cover uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it, uh, especially the main event, John DeConi, supposed to be tag team unification, uh, tag team title unification match. I guess we'll eventually get to that, as you saw last night. But Roman Reigns tore up that contract, wants nothing to do with that. He wanted himself in, brings you McIntyre to the picture, and we had a honey of a main event. Yeah, this card snuck up on us because, you know, the, the stories going into it, it was a lot of rehashes from WrestleMania, so... I can honestly say I was not excited in the least going into this show. And I, every match I thought really was uh, better than I expected, especially the ones that I didn't expect to be that good at all, were very, you know, were better than expected. The main event, you knew with those six talents in there, you were going to get a good match. Uh, and for 20-plus minutes, they did exactly what you expected. They tore it up. Uh, there were, you know, sp spots and finishers back and forth and uh, – close calls a plenty and then it ended with riddle springing to the top buckle to meet jay uso pulling him off into a super rko and then as soon as riddle got up to kind of either celebrate or turn around and get into the cover he was essentially cut in half by a spear by the tribal chief and a one two three and the bloodline takes it over rk mcbro rk mcbro yeah, uh, just the one. The one point, uh, Randy Orton hit that RKO on Roman. That was uh, Michael Cole popped huge for that. I think the crowd did as well. 
maybe at some point, I don't think Roman and Randy have crossed for a long time now. It's been a while. They're on different shows. I know they're going to go back to that from uh, what I saw. You know, it's, hold on. it's you know, they're going back to the exclu- uh, exclusivity, right? And I guess from uh, what I hear. So we may not see that match until after a, uh, a shakeup. But that's one guy on Roman's list we haven't gotten to yet. Uh, Ronda Rousey defeated Charlotte Flair uh, in an I Quit match. Charlotte said I quit after Ronda, Ronda Rousey had an arm bar entangled into a chair. Uh, it was Mother's Day on Sunday. For those of you, happy Mother's Day for those who celebrate or identify themselves as celebrating, right? I have to say that correctly. Um, that one was kind of a lamp. I mean, we I didn't really assess Charlotte was taking time off, but uh, you know, Ronda Rousey, not in her to say I quit. So, uh, good for Ronda Rousey. She's now the 11th SmackDown Women's Champion of all time. I think the eighth person to hold both titles. So, that's actually pretty, pretty weird. Um, John Smith, uh, we had a, here we go, WrestleMania rematches. So that was one. And then we had Edge and AJ Styles. Yeah. And this one was actually better than the WrestleMania match, in my opinion. Uh, it, there's a lot more, you know, heat behind it, a lot more, uh, um, you know, now that the judgment day is, is involved, the uh, things are, things are a lot more heated between them. And then, you know, D- Damian Priest was, uh, barred from ringside, but, the aisle, I guess, is not considered ringside because after we get a hell of a match between these two for about almost 15 minutes, you get Damien Priest out on the on on the ramp, and then AJ is like, he's not supposed to be out here. And then all of a sudden, somebody jumps up on the ring in a hood, distracting. You know, Edge gets the win because of it. I don't remember exactly how it ended, but it was just like it was more about who the heck was that, you know? And uh, you know. I couldn't think of who it might be, and then it ended up being not even a dude. It was Rhea Ripley. Who is that masked man? (laughs) And it's like this is is like the type of thing that like her that character has been waiting for for years because she's been a face this whole time, and that's not a very uh, face gimmick she's got in general. So I think she's gonna run with this. I think it'll be good. Yeah, Bianca Belair's in trouble. I like how that like that has gone. Yeah, it was funny. Who is that masked man? Oh, not even a man. Okay. Uh, yeah, the match ended with a – it was like a cross-face sleeper submission hold. Uh, AJ Styles oh, yeah. passing out. So, uh, nice little clever finish there. Uh, another WrestleMania rematch. This one actually jerked uh, – curtain jerked the show. Jerked off the show. Brian <laughs> <laughs> Floyd. Yeah, Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins. And I thought this match was actually very good. There was – uh, is you know the big story no. was that uh Cody surprised Seth at WrestleMania. So now you have that whole element of surprise taken away. And it did seem like they really leaned into that because they countered each other's moves constantly yeah. throughout the match. Uh ultimately uh it ended up with Seth Rollins rolling up Cody, hooking the tights, Cody rolling through, hooking the tights from on Rollins, and that led to uh, to the pinfall victory for Cody. So, uh, good match. This must continue. Yeah, like I say, uh, and we'll find that we found that later on Raw that yeah, Seth's not letting us go. Now, John Smith, we do. Have, I know you have uh, Cody is trash, but uh, like I said, it, wise men quotes today. This is my second one. First one was Billy Joel. This one from uh, Unisuki Shigata. Just because you're trash doesn't mean you can't do great things. It's called garbage can, not garbage cannot. There you go, John Smith. Send Take it to that. Cody. <laughs> exactly. Cody's trash, but it's garbage can. That garbage cannot. 
Uh, Gary, uh, another the, the, the third or the, the fourth WrestleMania rematch. This one a little bit different now. MVP uh, jumping ship to the other side. He was actually he wasn't even at WrestleMania. He wasn't in anyone's corner. I know. Uh, I guess uh, Lashley left him in the back, but now he's with Omas. And uh, Lashley got the win of Mania. Uh, WrestleMania rematches right now. Cody, that's two. Edge, that's two. Charlotte with the split. So how'd this one go? It's a, to be fair. It was, it was a actually it's a good match. When Omos is on the offense, he's getting better. He seems to be copying. There was like a Kevin Nash snake eyes. You've got Hulk Hogan big boot. You had the tent of a Stinger splash. He, he had all that. And he, he was he was taking that, and there was a lot of back and forth. He did eventually after he was trying to to uh, go through him and, and take it to Lashley. Lashley did get the hurt lock on, but he poured out. Uh, and after Lashley hit him then with the spine buster, you did have, as we said, MVP who got involved, hitting him with the cane up around somewhere in the head, uh, I suppose, and um, almost hit the tree slam, took the win, um, which which I'm not saying cost me my perfect, my Hennig, because it didn't because I got other ones wrong, but I did think Lashley was going to beat him in this one as well, but... They're behind Omos, and he does continue to get better. And I think linking him with MVP is a good thing too. So, yeah, and uh, I did notice that uh, Omos now does have a new nickname. He is now the Nigerian Giant, which mm. is great. But did Apollo Crews just get put on the next set of releases? <laughs> That's I what, think I just what, put the nail in Apollo Crews's coffin. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I actually rewound it when I heard them call him that. I went, what? And rewind because I thought it was wrong. Went, oh no, they have called them that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I think it's the Nigerian nail on the coffin. Yeah, the Nigerian nail. It's like, yeah, WrestleMania. Very nice. Touche. Uh, and then another match. Madcap Moss defeated Happy Corbin. I, I, I know the, the the story was for Madcap Moss to win this, but the whole thing with Baron Corbin going into WrestleMania is that no, he doesn't. No one beat him. You know, since so he got a rich, now he's lost twice. So uh, Madcap Moss with the sunset flip. Check for SmackDown. Uh, roll roll up style. So, uh, those are the six matches. Here are uh, this is how we did. Ryan nailed it perfect six and zero. Oh. Maggie May went five and one. She was with me. I thought Baron Corbin had that one. Happy Corbin, excuse me. John the Connie went five and one. John Smith four and two. Gary, I went three and three. Uh, Travis four and two. Uh, Travis, myself, and, and Gary, I think we all did. We did. We bet against the bloodline, which is something that we just we figured. Yeah. I figured, you know what. It's, it's a tag match. Jimmy Uso just you can eat a pin here. Uh, I need an RKO. It doesn't even have to be McIntyre with the win or anything, you know. But no, Roman Romans always has to look strong, and I don't have a problem with that. I guess wrong. So uh, we're going to rewind real quick uh, before uh, Backlash to Friday Night SmackDown. A couple things that were not Backlash related. There was a big tables match, uh, John DeConi. I guess the big question, uh, the the past couple of weeks, McAfee, Pat McAfee, especially concerned. Where the hell is Butch? Yeah. Yeah, and so that that kind of loomed over this match the whole time. And the match was only about 12 and a half minutes, and we didn't get the answer until about 12 minutes in. Uh, every, you know, Of course, they were deliciously violent to each other the whole way through. But about the 12-minute mark, Butch popped up from under the ring where apparently he was the whole time. And uh, that <laughs> caused uh, kind of swung things back to Seamus and Holland as things had been going back and forth. But then uh, Seamus and Holland would double team Woods to put him through a table with a double choke slam. And that 
uh, you know, those are your winners right there. Sheamus and Rich Holland over the New Ma Day. Where did Mac, if he keeps saying he thought Butch was, it was uh, some type of vacation spot. I can't remember where it was. Anyway, they had pictures of him on the Vegas Strip and you know, all over the place, but apparently he was just clinging under uh, clinging to the underside of the ring. Yeah, he was under the ring playing cards with Hornswoggle. How else would you be? <clears throat> Shinsuke Nakamura was backstage. He hasn't forgotten about what the Bloodline did to Rick Boogs and then did to him. When the time is right, Nakamura is going to get his revenge. But Sami uh, Zayn just happens to be eavesdropping on the conversation. So later in the night, we fast forward. Sammy let Paul Heyman know that he'll be the one to take out Nakamura so Roman doesn't have to worry about it. Sammy playing a little kiss-ass here with Heyman and the bloodline for whatever reason. He's acknowledging Roman Reigns uh, legitimately. Uh, Sammy trying to get some cred and respect back, I believe, is uh, what he was trying to do. Uh, Sammy Zayn actually went out to defeat Shinsuke Nakamura via countout. Sammy Zayn proving once again. He does, he, it's not three seconds that Sammy can beat you. He's so good. He beats you in 10 seconds. That's how good Sami Zayn is. Uh, Roman Reigns should be <laughs> pleased with that effort. Uh, Gary, I know you mentioned you didn't watch SmackDown. John DeConte laid a little challenge for you in pre-production. Uh, Drew Gulak was in the ring. Um, seems to be raining bleep all over him uh, lately. Comedy of errors. Uh, but he's actually going to be in his happy place now. He's in the ring against this mystery opponent, which just happens to be Gunta. Uh, how do you think this match went? I'm, I'm going to think chop, chop. Tiny man gets a bit of offense in. Chop, chop, powerbomb. Would that be close? Would that be a point? It was the powerbomb win. Yeah, <laughs> I the exact time, John the Con, if you want to see what the... Walter's, Walter's twin brother, Gunta. 204. 204, two minutes, four seconds. Make quick work of Drew Gulak. Uh, Ludwig, uh, I don't remember Bartel's new name, but he just he plays Kaiser. his part so well. You just want to punch him every time you see him. He's so good. He's like he's like a heels heel, the face of me. Oh, it's perfect. Uh, and then we have uh, one match uh, booked for Friday night uh, in a non title singles match, as is tradition. Uh, the, uh, the WWE Women's Tag Team Champion, Sasha Banks, she did not get the win in singles action, losing to Shayna Baszler. Shayna actually threw up a raw roll-up for once. Normally, she's the one getting rolled up. Not this time. Uh, hooked the bottom ropes with her feet. Post-match beatdown by uh, Shayna with Natalia. Uh, Sasha and Naomi fight back, send the challengers on their way. We have a tag team championship match this Friday on SmackDown. We do not have a graphic for it. I forgot about that one. I guess I should have looked at the uh, my notes a little more carefully. But uh, Gary Mahaffey, we have a women's tag team championship match. What do you got? Who do you got? Sorry. I forgot that was even how that's that's just shows you what I'm going. Who is it again? It's a Natty. It's a Sasha Banks and Naomi defending against Natalia and Shayna Baszler. I, I, I'm gonna say Natty and Shayna Baszler. Well, we got new champions. Okay, yeah, John I still, I still think Sasha Banks is miscast and needs to be a heel. So I'm gonna say they're gonna take the titles and she's gonna turn. Why not go for that? All right, that wouldn't. Sasha Banks is known to do that, John the Con. 
Yeah, yeah, she's she's definitely uh, adept at uh, stabbing former uh, friends in the back. Uh, I, I don't think it's time for that yet, so I'm going to say they hold on to him for now, but uh, I certainly wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, Ryan Joy, we got, is uh, Sheena get, I don't think Sheena uh, has been rolled up yet, if not once. Uh, she's not on the hit list as high as she was, I would think, last calendar year, where it seemed like every week we were saying Sheena Bays were getting rolled up. You know, the only time the the women's champions win matches is when they're defending the titles. So I'm going to go ahead and pick them. And we'll see. I th There's something to what Gary's saying, though. Like, um, who's going to fight Ronda Rousey? You know, Sasha Banks would probably be the best best bet, but maybe they want to save that for a bigger show. I don't know. Yeah, Ron I, yeah Ronda's – yeah, who's over there on SmackDown? Is uh, Lacey's not going to be on SmackDown, right? No. I don't know. She is on SmackDown. That's where she walked out of. And then last night, they just did the video. Yeah, me, uh, Lacey over there. Carmel John Smith. Um, I don't know. I think I, I'm going to go with Natalia and, and yeah, um, Baszler sure. on this one because Natalia's been doing some stuff in NXT, and it'll make her look stronger if she's got a belt on her on her shoulder over there. There you go. Uh, I'll go with the title retention. I don't I don't like betting against Sasha Banks, but I guess uh, yeah been long before um about last night on raw we have uh our wrestlemania backlash night after wrestlemania backlash that, that, uh, <coughs> it was main event it was by, uh, bianca belair against oscar uh bianca belair won by disqualification after cheeky lynch sorry oof, becky lynch uh, dragged Bianca out of the ring and then threw her into the ring steps. Manhandle slam on Asuka. There's a lot going on with Asuka and Becky Lynch. Um, they had a little uh, altercation again backstage where, uh, you know, Becky's saying that she handed Asuka the belt. She didn't really earn it, not earning this opportunity. And Sasha, and then Asuka would uh, say, Becky's not a mommy. She's a baby. So it's actually kind of a fun little dispute. I love these two fighting. Uh, keep going forward. Cody Rhodes had an impromptu. I don't say impromptu. They, they announced it probably, what, like an hour before the show? But they kept on drilling it into the ground that the show was at 10 p.m. Eastern. Now, that match was at 10 p.m. Eastern. I thought that was really random. I never heard them do that, really. Uh, Cody Rhodes got the win uh, against Austin Theory, but via disqualification after Seth Rollins uh, jumped Cody from behind. Rollins trying to, uh, I'm sorry, Rhodes trying to get past this whole Rollins feud. He beat him twice. He's done and done, as he said in the pre-match interview. Uh, Rollins doesn't seem to be done with it. And remember, that garbage can, or it is garbage can, not garbage cannot. Seems like that's well, they did that whole 10 p.m. thing, so I knew when to turn the TV off. <laughs> you want to switch over to the hockey game or the basketball? Game. I think there are a lot of people that turn off at 10, which is maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Um, RK Bro started the show in the ring. They still want to unify the tag team titles. They're going to go to SmackDown this Friday to make the challenge to the Usos via Roman Reigns because we know the Usos. They're saying the Usos can't think for themselves. A little bit of a point there. Uh, the Street Profits interrupt. They want to be the ones to unify the tag team titles. And, of course, they want the smoke as well, Ryan Joy. But we start the show off with a Raw Tag Team Championship match. Yeah, Street Profits. They got next. Uh, Ten-minute match here. And, uh, and, you know, toward the end, Montez Ford starts that climb. He climbs and he climbs and he climbs and he gets to heaven. And he looks down and there's Riddle's carcass laying there in the mat. And he does the leap from the heavens. Riddle immediately stands up and gives him an RKO. One, two, three. 
and that is your finish. Love a good RKO out of nowhere. Randy apparently loves seeing an RKO out of nowhere. The look on Rand Randy's so oh my god, like he was very impressed. And then Riddle, he was Riddle was amped after that. Normally you see him like laughing like Joe. He Riddle was Riddle was pumped after that RKO. That was a fun little uh, end right there. Just not even in the wrestling, just the, the facial gestures of those two. I thought that was pretty fun. Uh, John Smith, um, as you alluded to when we were breaking down uh, Backlash, the Judgment Day had a great night that night. Uh, they got Rhea Ripley on the squad now. Edge actually got a haircut just so he could look like Rhea Ripley. Uh, <laughs> Judgment Day in-ring promo, some things said, um, their movement's not done, yada, yada, yada. Uh, both uh, Rhea and Edge took some shots at Liv Morgan, so Liv Morgan appeared, uh, and we have a match here against two uh, former tag team partners. Yeah, and Liv was never really able to get the upper hand in this one, man. Like, Rio just looked dominant, and she just kept slapping her down. And at one point, she was just driving her face into the mat over and over again. Every time Liv got one move in, the next move was countered. It was just uh, domination by Rhea, where at the end, she slapped Liv's legs away when she was doing some springboard off the ropes BS uh, and just grabbed her in that reverse uh What's it? The reverse clover leaf looking thing where she hangs them upside down by their legs and yeah. tears their knee apart. Liv immediately taps out. They celebrate in the ring, the, the judgment day, all three of them. And then she grabs her again and does the move to her for another about 15 seconds. And not until she lets go, does Finn Balor decide to let his music get hit and come out. And so I guess he's been taking uh, pointers from Humberto Carrillo, you know, <laughs> even though they're not, you know, it's not his job to save Liv, but he was, he was standing right there waiting to come out next. Why yeah, didn't he yes. out? Oh, I'm going to see where this goes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then DJ Styles comes out after that. Cause so he's going to be by, uh, <laughs> he's going to be by Balor's side for this. So he couldn't help out either. Oh, but, just time out, not time out. I'm just, why I'm, laughing. I, I'm just like picturing the guy that's got his finger like this waiting to hit Bowers' music. Bowers, like, no, wait. No, wait. And then she out, all right, now. And just the guy, you're an asshole. You know? Like, it's, it's, it's the music for Bowers. Asshole. So we, we follow that matchup with Priest versus Balor. Um, you know, Balor got the upper hand right off the bat, but then Priest smacks him down, starts, you know, putting on rest holds, same old heel stuff. And then once Balor gets the momentum back and clotheslines Priest over the top ropes, Rhea Ripley gets in the way of a tope suicida or some sort of attempt that Balor was going to make. So Balor stops. He starts yelling, yelling at the ref, and he gets speared out of nowhere by Edge for the DQ. And then... AJ comes in and tackles Edge, and then everything's going on, and then Edge get, ends up spearing AJ Styles also. So we got some domination by Judgment Day. The Judgment Day, sorry. The, the Judgment Day. I think there was a leg sweep by Damien Priest at, oh, to go with that spear, like total elimination style um, on Styles. Well, that that elimination. Cool. So I, I did not notice cool. that. I'm going to go back and watch that. Yeah, there, there was a leg sweep by uh, – by priests at the same time. They, they, they pulled it off. They, they executed it well. Uh, the investigation of Sonya Deville's behavior as of late has been concluded. Recklessly and unprofessionally abused her power. Anyway. So uh, she's been terminated as an official, but she's still a superstar. So 
that match she lost to Mandy Rose is now completely irrelevant. Um, but whatever, she can just go back to be a 100% ass kicker. I'm excited. And well, maybe after last night, she can go back to be a you know, 100% ass kicker. Uh, a returning Alexa Bliss made short work of a pretty shock Sonya Deville. I don't think she was expecting uh, to be terminated. Alexa Bliss, I believe, got it done in less than a minute, right? 40 seconds, John Connie. Yep. Yes, sir. Yep. So Alexa Bliss, she's got her old music back. Uh, so that was fun. She's still carrying around Lily. Big crowd pop. Uh, Alexa Bliss now back a part of the Raw roster. She's been missed. So uh, welcome to have her back. Uh, this whole Kevin Owens and Alpha Academy backstage segment was absolutely, they're just, Jewish! there you go. These guys are just absolute gold together. Uh, apparently Kevin Owens' brother, Ken, who is a three-time Grand Prix racing champion in Nova Scotia, uh, he's going to be taking on Ezekiel, uh, last night. And also it was, I guess, uh, there was a solo cup, uh, that Ezekiel drank from. Chad Gable knows somebody at the DNA company, like the DNA, uh, company. <laughs> oh, the DNA, that, that, that's awesome. So there's going to be uh, the DNA lab DNA results questions coming in uh, and whether or not Ezekiel and Elias are the same person. And every time I said, I haven't watched wrestling in a bit. They kept on saying Ezekiel. I thought they were saying Ezekiel Jackson. I'm like, why is this even a question? How he'd be Elias's brother. But I guess I was way off. Um, DNA lab. Excuse me. It makes sense. So catch out. Give friends anywhere. Kevin Owens done lost his mind. He tried to prove a point with Ken Owens thing. That didn't work. Uh, they, he just beat down Ezekiel along with the Alpha Academy. People are in an uproar. Okay, with this, people have been in an uproar in the past about using deceased wrestlers in story angles. Eddie Guerrero, Paul Bearer, uh, as recent as Jimmy <clears throat> Andrew Neidhart, and I had one more example. Oh, the whole Reed Flair thing when Paige brought up Reed Flair. Okay, a little bit of an uproar. Why is nobody complaining about Elias being used in this storyline? <laughs> Elias isn't dead. He's not dead. Elias, is, I thought he's dead. No. No, he, he threw his guitar in the fire and walked away, and nobody ever knows seen him since. John the Connie, you kind of the same old guy I do right now. When I, he thought, walked I away, thought he was dead. Yeah, well, when he threw the guitar in the fire, he said, Elias is dead. Now, there was somebody actually saying it, so that man is still with us, but, you know. Elias. Does that is mean dead. Elias committed suicide after he threw his guitar in the fucker? I, I have no idea. I, I I thought the whole when Ezekiel came in, I thought he said that Elias was dead. Okay. I think we answered the question, Al, because there's too much confusion about whether Elias is alive <laughs> or dead. That's yes, why nobody yes, is up to Yesterday, Ezekiel. It. Yesterday, Ezekiel said that he wishes that his brother was here right now so he could yeah. sing a lullaby for uh, whoever he was talking to. I forget. Kevin Owens. Ken Owens. Is it Ken or Kevin? It's a Ken, oh, Ken Owens. Ken Owens. Yes. Ken Owens. Uh, here we go. Ryan Joy, uh, going against your point. Uh, the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, they had a non-title match against Dewdrop and Nikki Ash, and they got the win after the champs hit uh, Rents Due. I guess they're naming their double-team finisher on Nikki A.S.H. Uh, Post-match, Dewdrop, uh, Dewdrop wasn't happy with Nikki, didn't tag her. When Dewdrop asked for it, Dewdrop repeatedly in Nikki's face post-match, you need to take this more seriously. 
uh, or something of that nature. So, uh, Gary, I know you have you liked your Scottish women. Uh, I thought they were going to be a nice little tag team for you. It doesn't look like they're getting along. Maybe Nikki Cross comes back as a result of this. I think that would be a fun little team up yeah. to drop. Um, I mean, I was I was really pleased actually when I heard that they paired them up because obviously they're both ICW and stuff from over here, and it was like I I think they'll be they'll be good they'll they'll work well together. Uh, Champa defeated Mustafa Ali with an inverted DDT. You don't see too many people getting you know a pin on an inverted DDP uh, DDT. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to blame the referee on that one. <laughs> uh, this was appointed by Mr. McMahon to be the referee in that match. I thought it was a legitimate count. Anyway, uh, Veer Mahan defeated in action with a cervical clutch, which I'm not sure how that move hurts a man's cervix. But hey, WWE, am I right? Um, and then they had a VIP lounge segment with a special guest, Omas, gloating about the win, at Backlash, uh, win against Lashley at Backlash. Interrupted by Cedric Alexander, who's looking to get, again join MVP. I'm watching that match, uh, that match at Backlash, and I'm sitting there. And I'm like, they need to put Lashley back together with with Cedric and Seti, uh, Sheldon and uh, Shelton and Seti. Um, I think to get the Hurt business back together without MVP, I thought that'd be a lot of fun. But Cedric wants to join MVP. Lashley came out wrecked house. We're going to have a steel cage match uh, next Monday night. Uh, I don't remember Lashley, I'm sorry, MVP being able to climb the cage all too much. I know his cane can fit in the uh, the chain link. I won't do that gesture again. Holes. Um, John Smith, <laughs> who do you like in this one? Um, <laughs> what's the match again? Uh, it's Bobby Lashley and Omos in a steel cage. Oh, the steel cage. Um, give me Omos still. Omas, is he gonna climb Omas. out of the cage? John the county climb out of the cage to escape. We're just gonna step over it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Since he is so nimble, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, give me Omas. Uh, and uh, as you were saying, if you put uh, Lashley back together with Shelton and Seti, th- then uh, maybe uh, Apollo Cruz isn't on his way out because then you could have a, a three man Nigerian contingent to battle with him. <laughs> That would be awesome. Ryan Joy. Like he's that? from Miami. <laughs> Wait, who's from Miami, Cedric? No, MVP. MVP's <laughs> from Miami? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you like in the cage, Ryan? Oh. Oh, neither of them really. Uh <laughs> I think I'm I think a moss is gonna take the match. I, I just—it feels like everything, all the momentum is going his way. I don't think that they're focusing on Lashley right now. Gary. Yeah, I think with with Omos, um, as I say, given the D, uh, the Kevin Nash stuff and the Hogan stuff and the Stinger splash, what I'm waiting is on Omos to start to climb out the cage, get it up, and do a super fly splash back in. But um, <laughs> they, <laughs> no, I, I I I still think Omos to win again. Actually, I think Omos will take it. So. Well, Jeff Hardy's not in WWE. He can use the Swanton off the cage if he really wants to. I mean, obviously, the shooting stars out of the question, but if he wants to do a Swanton off the top of the cage, that'd be incredible. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go Omos too. Keep that rolling. Uh, him and MVP, let that go. Even though, I mean, where are they going to How about the, either of them? Where do they go after this? There's no champion on Raw right now. So, who knows? Um, so Ryan, John, and John, we're going to bid you adieu for the time being. We'll, uh, you will see you guys later on the show. 
Um, I guess I got a little bit of a bone to pick. I really don't. That's the only way I can do a one-on-one. But we're going to go with some NXT UK. So, gentlemen, we will see you in a bit. We'll get that off. Boom. There we go. Gary, uh, what do we got? We had a World of Darkness uh, women's uh, championship match in NXT UK. Ironically enough, uh, the same weekend, the Multiverse of Madness came out, and uh, spoiler: the Scarlet, uh, no spoiler, the Scarlet Witch, very big into that movie. Uh, so it's a fun little timing here, and then also with Mother's Day weekend with that movie is a little bit too soon. But anyway, that's a joke for <laughs> Marvel fans. Um, anyway, so how did this go? I, I'm loving where where Isla stepped up here. I really enjoyed this. It's it has been really good, especially with um, with like B Priestley or whatever, like being out. Uh, we'll say B Priestley. Um, so with, with her, with her being off because she's been injured. But um, no, Isla did step up, including it has to be said. She brought all sorts of things out from under the under the ring and all sorts of foreign objects, including Danny Luna's hair. Um, to, <laughs> to, I was wondering what she was doing say, all this stuff. But I loved that as a throwback because, but although it ended up, I I thought Ida Dom was going to win the title, and obviously she didn't in the end when Mako won. But to even have the throwback to remind everybody, oh yeah, Danny Luna's here, who obviously had been out injured. And for the commentators to be hammering that home, it's Danny Nunes hair. I thought, okay, that's a link that'll play in down the line as well. But both of them, to be fair, were absolutely landed into each other, like including whenever Mako was was tied up at on, on the ring post and Ida was hitting her with the rope and so on, like with, with the proper big thick rope. Um, like they were neither of the two of them were holding were holding back in the slightest. And I'll say obviously we then just got fought through and had the the chair assisted scope racing for the pin and Mako retained, which was surprising, but uh or surprising to me, but I say I was I was pleased to see it because she is great. So but it was a really, really good match. And as you say, Isla, Isla has really stepped up and has this is a really it's a really good character, I actually. So it's yeah, I really enjoy it's a, it's a great she's really done a lot of she's a she's a day one girl. She's been there since yeah. the beginning. And you can see, you, you kind of looked at that and like, okay, well, what the hell is she going to do with this? And she she ran with it. She wanted to do this White Witch-style character. And, it, you know, it's just, she was stealing stuff from, from Danny Lewis. Like, and she's not even getting receipts for anything either. Like, Amelia, she took something from Amelia McKenzie. And then it was like, okay, fine, yeah. whatever. I mean, she's, <laughs> she's always done that sort of a character. Even years ago, there was an all-female show here in Belfast. And, and she was on it. And she, obviously, she was a lot younger. But she was still doing that sort of a witchy type character and it's okay but to see how she's developed it to get where it is now is brilliant yeah absolutely love it um show started with the supernova sessions uh a little bit different it was in the ring and uh both noam and shy were a little smitten with nxt's lash legend uh i wasn't expecting her to be on this show no i mean uh, the, there's been there were so many nxt 2.0 people on this episode i was gonna say john smith should review it but then I came top of the rankings, so probably it's better for me. Yeah, yeah this, is, this is putting a bolt in your neck, though, right? So, yeah, so they, I mean, wasn't really much here. You know, the uh, Shah and, and Noam were trying to kind of one up each other, uh, yeah. trying to woo, I guess. Yeah, and both, both given her flowers, except Noam's flowers were a bit limp. So, you know, yeah. um, not going to get much there. But yeah, no, it was, it was more, more to put her over. And yeah, hopefully. 
it'll hopefully it will help the leg of her i think who needs the time being being over here for a couple of weeks to do stuff i think she'll be good so. well she's got double duty because she's going to be in that breakouts tournament starting tonight yeah, yeah. so we're going to see a lot of last legend apparently um, I think during that show, Shaw had uh, some type of odds board. It, it didn't say what the odds were for. Um, I guess it was the list of the NXT 2.0 superstars who were going overseas for this. Uh, I guess for this film bit, one was Damon Kemp, and uh, like who? And it was like 401 odds on whatever. And so they, they met in the locker room. I didn't know who Damon Kemp was either, but I can't, uh, apparently, Damon Kemp had a, a match <laughs> made of stone, Danny. Ch- <laughs> yeah. Although, you ever no, see that on his knee pad? It says "Man of Stone." <laughs> on, on on the I I sat after the match. There was a there was a tweet came out from the BT Sport or WWE on BT Sport because it's shown it's shown on BT Sport here as well. And they went, "Well done to Damon Kemp defeating Shah Samuels in his first match." And I replied, and "Went." No. no. Uh yeah, it was it was Danny Jones. Who I'm pleased to see uh, he he is good and he, he's actually becoming like a wee bit of a cult figure with some of the fans as well. Oh, he's so he, he, Jack he, Stars, he, yeah. It's, it's man exactly. of, he's got the, that one knee pad that says man of stun. That's it. I'm sold. I'm sold on Danny Jones. Stay as long as he want. Yeah. No. But again, Damon Kemp, um again, I think I think it'll be good for him and obviously getting the the, the Roman Parslam for the win at the end, but It'll be good for him to get a bit of time against different people over here. So, <clears throat> new superstar, uh, Tiger Turan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I never heard of this guy. Um, I've heard of Tiger Mask. I, you know, I, whatever. My, my cats love this guy, apparently. Uh, he defeated <laughs> in action with a flipping senton at the top turnbuckle to win his NXT UK debut. Kenny Williams in the back freaking out after this. Is this what we think it is? I, I assume so. He, he took, I remember here, I was like, somebody, I think when, when there was like something last week about him coming, somebody was like, oh, yes, he, he's, is this Amir Jordan? I was like, what? And then I looked at it again and went, okay, it might be. I thought, clever. I like that. That's, that's just, this yeah. is good. Bring him back in the funny way. And to have, to have Kenny Williams being the one who's freaking out really plays into it, so it should make it obvious. So Yeah, Amir Jordan lost to uh, lost a Loser Leaves NXT UK, which we're going to discuss in a little bit, another one of those matches. Yeah. Uh, he lost a Loser Leaves NXT UK to uh, to Kenny Williams, and we were both thinking, okay, we'll send Amir over, you know, let him go for the Cruiserweight title, and then that yeah. never happened, and now the Cruiserweight title is gone. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I actually quite hope they could make it like whenever Hulk Hogan was, was Mr. America. And it was all like it's Mr. America, and he's like, no, it's not. And was lifting the mask up. That Kenny Williams could be. He he's banned from NXT UK. And yeah. He was really talked about. It's not me. Oh yes, like I, I could be could be good fun. Uh, there's a De Familia video package celebrating the recent successes, and they are looking forward to the future. Teal Man and Rohan have an opportunity to tag titles. I guess that'll be in uh, not this Thursday, but the following Thursday. Um, and Charlie Dempsey has a rematch coming with Akin. So there you go, Garrett. A winner is you coming up. Yeah. Uh, there was a backstage segment with Sig Scala. He announced that there will be the tag team. There's going to be a triple threat tag team championship match coming up. There's going to be qualifiers to name the two challenging teams for Mustache Mountain. Um, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, it was interrupted by Von Wagner. He was one of the guys that was on Shaw Samuel's yeah. list. I thought uh, it was interesting, Sam actually. Though. Gradwell. So it looks like we're going to get uh, Sam Gradwell versus Von Wagner coming up at yeah. some point. Don't yeah, I did I did think it was interesting with, with Sid Scala did say, when he talked about the tag team thing, did say, 
about some new tag teams in NXT UK will have new. And I thought, well, they're going to bring some different teams in. So I know Pretty Deadly have gone across, but we'll see what happens. I don't know. I mean, I haven't heard, I've literally heard nothing, but it'll be interesting to see what does happen. So, well, Defamilia is planning to be one of the teams. Um, and then we have one match set for this Thursday on the 200th episode of NXT UK. We got uh, Ashton Smith and Oliver Carter going against the Kelfi boys, uh, Gallus boys on top. Wolfie, I guess, uh, staying with the singles uh, action. I guess Wolfie and Joe uh, switched it up a little bit. Kelfi uh, boys, we got brothers here uh, in action. And then the winner of this will be, I guess, entered into that tag team championship triple threat match. So who do you got? Yeah. I'm going to go Smith and Carter. I think there's something brewing, some sort of split in Gallus coming. And um, maybe maybe a, a heel turn from, from Joe. But uh, I'm going to go Smith and Carter again, that they're going to go in and have another kind of match or involved in the match with Mustache Mountain again. So. I like the Gallus boys on top. I, I like the Coffee boys, the Coffee brothers. Going I'm, it's just Joe Coffee is just so good today. I don't want to oh, yeah. against him. But they... Uh, like I said, I thought Smith and Carter were having a little bit of a riff. I guess that was settled during the tag team championship, the original match. We must have that whole feud with Mustache Mountain. Yeah. They just had a whole series of match, but like four or five matches, whether it be singles competition or whatever, with Mustache Mountain. So I, I just will give them a, a pause for now because uh, they can just you know if Mustache Mountain is going to lose the titles in, in, in this match particularly, then you can just put throw Smith and Carter right in against the winners, and you got a fresh new. And so yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Gals here. Um, Ivy Nile, another one on uh, Shaw Samuel uh, odds board, I guess you want to talk about it. Ivy Nile is going to be making her debut representing NXT and the Diamond Mine. Nina Samuels, uh, she didn't like this. She uh, was on the Nina Samuels show for five seconds saying that she's going to be the one uh, to put uh, Ivy, Nile, uh, Ivy Nile back in her place, I guess for lack of, I don't know, I forget what she said. But um, over under here, it's got, it's got four minutes. Yeah, under, I would say. Yeah. I think, speaking of odds, I really don't like Nina Samuel's odds in this match. I don't think I'll not no, be putting any no. money there. No. Um, and then we got the big one here before we let you go. Um, the 200th episode, it's only fitting that they have an NXT UK championship match. Uh, it's going to be uh, Dragunov Devlin 2. Uh, I believe they were showing highlights of Ilya Dragunov uh, with his hands zip tied behind his back, hitting. Uh, Torpedo, whatever the name of his finisher is. <laughs> now, uh, on Jordan Devlin for the win last time. This one is, uh, just like we mentioned with Kenny Man Williams and Amir Jordan, this one will also be Loser Leaves NXT UK. So, uh, end of a chapter here for somebody. Both of these men have been overseas in NXT already. Um, Jordan Devlin was at Stand and Deliver last year, uh, won the Unification Cruiserweight Championship match. And then Dragunov recently, uh, this past summer, was on an NXT UK TakeOver, I uh, sorry, NXT TakeOver, whatever it was, SummerSlam weekend. And he did the impossible in beating Walter to become the new champion. So both of these guys, um, I guess it all depends on who Vince wants more over there. I Yeah, I mean, I had that thought. I was, I was thinking about it. And it's been good that they've actually let this play out without them appearing like, like a kid has gone over, but he's still on over here. I think that uh, we are going to see a change, and that John Smith's favorite wrestler is going to win the title and will be NXT UK champion, and that Dragonov will be 
going across. I think that Vince has liked what he's seen when he saw the Walter Dragunov match and has kind of thought, I'll have him at some point. And he's bringing a few over. And now um, I think that Dragunov will be going across. So I'm picking Jordan Devlin to win and take the title. Yeah, I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be upset either way. I'm. I'm. I'm I, big Jordan Devlin fan, so like I, I want him to succeed. Either whether he wins the championship or goes to NXT, like I want him. Um. Yeah, this is his last crack of that title. I want him to be known as a former UK champion. So I'm gonna go with Devlin as well, just for that reason. I don't know if he can beat Dragon. I'd, I'd love for him to do it. No, he's got to cheat though. He's really got to cheat. <laughs> Uh, so we'll see. It's going to be a great match. Looking forward to that this Thursday. Before we let you go, Gar, um, NXT, uh, they did a, a TV special this past Tuesday. What happened? Oh, yeah, spring breaking. So uh, there was a match right there with our favorite uh, Jersey guy. I spy a Jersey guy with Nathan Frazier, your resident cowboy uh, guy. Yeah. He defeated Grayson Waller. What are your thoughts on that? We kind of make fun of we were making fun of Nathan for the longest time that the dude can't buy a bucket, he can't win a match, and uh, he's one and zero overseas. He is. he is. I was. I was. I was hoping that he would win when I saw it was coming, and he did. And obviously, it was helped by Andre Chase getting the horn. Obviously, <laughs> and um, <laughs> they, thanks very much. Um, <laughs> I've been waiting for three quarters of an hour. For, no. Um, the, <laughs> The, no, but it was I mean it was it was really good. I mean, Nathan Fraser is amazing, and for everybody who's just seen him for the first time, you saw his mat wrestling at the start. You saw his high flying stuff that he can do, um, and I do think while it goes against everything that NXT 2.0 is, uh, the style, I do think that he'll be the man. They could maybe pair him up with what's his name from not Wesley the other one. Oh yeah, no, you're right, Wesley. Right. Yeah, or Wesley. Yeah. They could, they could maybe he's he's at Luke's end. They could put him there maybe, but no, I do. I think uh, Nathan Carter or Nathan Carter, Nathan for the other Carter, Nathan Fraser, um, with a winning his first match was, was good. It was a really good show, and then the crowd will, will really get behind him. He's absolutely fantastic. So yeah, so good. So Gary, thank you very much for staying up late with us while we went fifty three minutes strong. That's how we get ratings back, Gary. 53 right. minutes of Gary Mahaffey. Gotta get those demos up. Gotta get right. those demos up. The women love you, Gary. Thank you so much for staying up as always with us. Glad no to problem. have you back. Glad to see you. And we will definitely see you next week. Yep. See you then. We're going to bring back in John Smith. Going to bring back in John DeCani. And we're going to continue with spring break. And John Smith, uh, before the match started, the before, before the NXT Championship match started, uh, Joe Gacy said, we're going to fear what's going to happen if he doesn't win the NXT championship night, uh, that night. Yeah, and uh, we got a lot to fear because Braun Breaker pretty much had his way with Gacy. I mean, Gacy is a, a lot more formidable than, than he's been made out to be the past you know few months. But ever since he got rid of Harlan, he kind of like absorbed Harlan's intensity and, um, I don't know, just his – overall like status in, yeah. in NXT because he made it he's right up in the main event I mean he pulled off some great moves in this match but he couldn't get it done he lost to a a spear I believe but then after the match too, we he got had, him good with that one what's that that was a hard spear too he got him good with that one yeah I guess because he probably couldn't press him over his head and do the the press slam into the yeah. but uh at the very end we get a bunch of I don't know what they are. Hooded people with red masks on their faces. 
surrounding the ring and brought in Breaker wondering what the heck's going on. So I'm wondering the same thing, and I don't think this is over by any means. No, uh, they did actually, uh, they did keep the cameras rolling, like the WWE exclusive whatever. Uh, the cameras cut at that point where uh, Druids, what they used to call them, the Undertaker Adam? Yeah. Um, so that's the last we saw on TV, but the cameras kept rolling, and they beat the holy hell out of Braun Breaker with chairs and carted him off on a barbed wire stretcher. <laughs> so um, I guess that's what Joe Gacy was talking about, is if there's going to fear what happens if he doesn't win the championship, and then that's that's what happens. So um, there is that. So uh, to Wait, be that, that, Joe Gacy is, and Braun Breaker. I didn't see that. What was that, on the internet after the fact? Yeah, it was on, yeah. Oh, I didn't even know. Okay. okay so, uh, Gary just sent me backstage. Uh, they just sent. Uh, they just announced the brackets for tonight. So, all right, we'll get to that. Um, John Smith. Also, we had a doozy of a triple threat match for the North American Championship. Uh, I'm, I'm going to do this for me. We haven't done this yet. I, this yeah. this match, I was excited for. It, it started the card, and it, it was awesome. It was everything I wanted it to be. Absolutely. These guys, they, normally when you got a three-way and they're doing all these combo moves, it seems like so choreographed. But everything flowed so naturally between these three. You know, and it ended with the um with Solo Sokoa with Hayes on his shoulders for Samoan drop, but he gets caved in off the top rope by Cameron Grimes for the three count. But I mean you got you can throw that graphic up again because this was my winner as you also. This is Definitely match of the night. You could you could definitely you want to go back and watch this match if you haven't seen it. It's the first match on the card. You don't have to go searching for it. Just press yeah. play on NXT from May 3rd and just sit there for 20 minutes and enjoy because these guys, the five star, no doubt. Okay. Do, 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 do. It doesn't say which bracket's up first. Okay, whatever. I got the bracket. Thank you, Gary. Uh Gary, yeah, oh, he's yeah. already gone. Right, never mind. Uh, John, uh, John the Connie, uh, some little, uh, some interpromotional action. The Viking Raiders went down south, and uh, I love the matchup with the Creed brother. You got two bulls or four bulls, if you want to talk that, and just barreling it into each other. It's great. Yeah, this was some uh, good old fashioned big man violence. And uh, we got about uh, 13 minutes of it, and you know this. This was it, you, you kind of you got the feeling that this was going to be. I mean, every time I think the Creeds are going to win, you know, they're going to take the titles or they're going to win a triple threat. They don't. So here, I thought this was just going to be like AJ coming down and beating Grayson Waller and saying, you know, you're good, but you're not ready yet. I thought this was going to be the Vikings teaching the Creeds a little lesson. You boys are good, but you're not on our level yet. And just around the time that the, the Creed started to take the upper hand back, he had uh, Julius hit that cartwheel slam that he does on Eric. And it left Eric kind of hanging outside the ring over the bottom rope. Out of nowhere, uh, Roddy, who wasn't, I, wasn't even at ringside, I don't think, for most of the match, just did a drive-by jumping knee, clipped Eric right on the jaw. Uh, he kind of rolled back towards the center of the ring, which allowed uh, Julius to hit that nasty basement clothesline and get the one, two, three. And afterwards, I don't think the Creeds even knew what happened until afterwards they saw the replay and they were not happy with their de facto now leader, Roderick Strong. No, they weren't happy with Roddy at all. 
I don't, I don't think Ronnie's happy either from what I heard. Uh, anyway, that's how rumors get started. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess we got a rift going between the Creeds and, and Roddy, and it makes, I guess, the Creeds are getting cheered. They've kind of been face-ish in, in most of this stuff the past couple of weeks, and then and now you have Hill Champion. They would... <laughs> I, that's going to be a fun match when they eventually get their hands on Pretty Deadly. That's actually going to be a really fun match. Uh, speaking of releases and, and, and whatnot, a really awkward meetup between Duke Hudson and Indy Hartwell. Uh, uh, no more Dexter, no more person. Duke leaned in like a sh- shithead that he is. Yes. <laughs> So she she rejected and and, and I let her walk away. There's a history there with those two. So now uh, there there that's good. Anyway, that was fun. A bottle of red, a bottle of white. I I'd like to see the angle where he's chasing her for the next couple months and she finally gives in. Yeah, I guess that's what the, it's the only thing they have left to do with those two. I, I, uh, the story I County got my reference though. How did they not write it into the story that Dexter ran off with Persia? Like, doesn't that just write itself? Yeah. Probably because they don't want to mention them. And that's that's sad that that's the reason, probably. You know? Well, like, I guess there's still time. There's still time. You know, And I guess the, the ring was off, right? Uh, that was what Indy was kind of just going like yeah, this. Yeah, just the staring off. at her empty hand. She's left all right now. There's no more Dexter. There's no more Way. There's, I mean, she's got awesome three. She got her, you know, I guess, her big brother up north. But eh. so when you get fired from NXT or WWE in general, you have to get a divorce. Also, <laughs> apparently, I guess. Yeah, I can't think about anything off the top of my head. Anyway, but I was singing before scenes from an Italian restaurant. Two Billy Joel references in one show. Uh, there was a sit down with Santos Escobar and Tony B. Skinnish. <laughs> At an Italian restaurant. Uh, I guess they were talking over mafia stuff, agreeing to disagree, I guess, calling for a truce. Uh, then later, Legato del Fantasma kidnapped Tony D's advice guy, whoever that guy was. So uh, the truce was broken right away, and now uh, the, the war is going to continue. First of all, Al, that is his consigliere. And second of all, you should know who that is. That's AJ Galante the former general manager of the Hartford Trashers. If you so saw that, that documentary about the, the mob boss who bought a 17-year-old son a hockey team, that's him. I, I'm well aware of the Trashers. I, I was I, the, the, the public rig I worked at before I, I went to the Devil and Island. Their sister rig, the same owner, Floyd Hall, owned the Danbury. Or, yes, he owned the tra- – I, I am well aware of the Trashers are. <laughs> that, <laughs> was, that, that was their GM, AJ Galante. Perfect. Uh, there was a women's tag team match. Well, Cora Jade and the Keita Lions defeated Natalia and Lash Legend after a split down. Is that the name of that? Slam, uh, slam. A split down when Nikita does. John, John Smith's favorite move. Followed by a senton off the top turnbuckle by Jade. So as uh, Gary was just telling me before, uh, actually, here we go. These were our standings, our new NXT standings. Um, after the one show after spring breaking, me and John DeConi went four and one. Ryan three and two. Uh, Travis, Gary, John Smith. You all right? It's okay, pal. It's still around. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, what we have going there. forward uh, tonight, as I was mentioning, I uh, just searched on Twitter real quick. I got them down for you. The, the women's breakout tournament is starting, and this is breaking news. 
this is uh, the brackets that Gary said that they just came out. So uh, we have Nikita Lyons versus Ariana Grace. We have Fallon Henley versus Sloan Jacobs. Roxanne Perez versus Kiana James. And then Lash Legend, Tatum Paxley. Um, not sure what's going to be happening tonight. Uh, which one of these matches? Uh, John Smith. Anything stick out to you here? Um, well, first of I don't think Nikita Lyons should be a part of it because she's already a breakout. Um, so I feel like she's going to end up in the finals, no doubt, but probably lose because she's, they're not going to have her lose to some, somebody like earlier than that. But, uh, is it leading up to her versus Lash legend? I don't think so. I think Lash gets upset in, in like maybe the semis, but, uh, I guess I'm going to go with Kiana James to win this, and that's just because I have no idea who she is. All right, perfect. John the county. Uh, yeah, I think it would, uh, like John was saying, it would it would almost make more sense for Lash and Nikita to both cost each other their opening matches yes, uh, because yes. they've already, you know, kind of got their thing going on there, and that would let the, the little Miss Santino move on through the first round because, I, you know, I don't want to see her get squashed in the first round by Lions. Uh Give me Roxy, uh, Rox, Roxanne, Roxanne Perez uh, to win this one. I know I'm going against common sense because, you know, NXT didn't, you know, she kind of was already a star before she made it there. So it almost it smacks of the fact that they will never let her win this tournament. But, I, you know, I feel like she's kind of got a little storyline going behind her and uh, it would make sense to me, but probably not to them because I never really have any idea what they're doing down there at 2.0 anymore. Um, I like that. Th- I like Nikita Lions and Lash Legend both taking each other out, uh, allowing Tatum and Ariana to advance. Give me Fallon Henley to advance on that one. Roxanne Perez, she's got a little bit of a thing going too, and I'll get into that, um, I guess, now. Uh, I guess right after this. So I got Roxanne Perez winning that one, but she's going to get taken out by toxic attraction. You know, that's eventually going to happen too. I'm going to go with the Tatum Paxley and Fallon Henley final here. Nice. And let the best woman win. Give me that one. Hey, speaking of toxic attraction, did you see all those little segments on NXT last week? Yes. That's what I'm just about to get into. Mandy Rose trying to get a quick base tan in uh, before hitting the beach, got bamboozled by Wendy Cho, who snuck in and raised the temperature of the tanning bed. Turning Mandy into a lobster. Uh, and then as Toxic Attraction, I guess they just went to the beach anyway, told Mandy to put on some aloe and just call it a day. But Toxic Attraction, they went to the beach anyway. They were splashing and playing with each other gracefully in their bikinis, as all women friends do. Um, as in also a spring tra- break tradition. Uh, when the show and Roxanne <coughs> Perez, the aforementioned Roxanne Perez, stole their flippy flops and moved their cars to the Toxic Attraction, burned their feet having to walk to their car. Clever little hijinks from Wendy Cho and uh, from uh, when um, Roxanne Perez. So they're going to have a tag team match tonight. This is non-title. Um, we have a pissed-off uh, tag team champions here, though, John Smith. Yeah, that was very fun to watch last week. That was my second favorite part of the show was them. In- <laughs> the winner is me, personally. Um I got uh, I got toxic attraction winning this one, getting a little bit of revenge. Yeah, mine as well. Even if it isn't on a title, John the Connie. 
Yeah, it depends on how much they sell uh, what happened last week. You know, I, I could also see a scenario where someone stomps on either Gigi or JC's feet and their feet are still hurting them from last week. And, you know, since it is non-title, the good gals get a, a win over Toxic. So uh, give me uh, give me Roxy and Wendy. I'm going to go I'm going to go Toxic Attraction as well. Uh, I, I think that their feet are fine. I think Mandy's still gonna be red as hell, and like someone's gonna be like, "Hey, man, hey, don't like that," like hit her in the back, or just like accidentally touch her, and she's gonna lose it because she's in so much pain. Oh, I, I, I can't imagine the pain that she's going through. Uh, it's too bad Otis isn't there to put some aloe on it. You know, where's Otis? Otis wouldn't have let that happen. Um, and then Alba Fire makes her re debut. She will be who? going in action. Yeah, who? Alba Fire. <laughs> Oh, is that Butch's sister? It's Butch's sister. <laughs> if not, she should be. She should be, right. Uh, so that will do it for NXT, and we're going to switch gears now from NXT to Impact. Um, and they had a uh, an Impact Plus special called Under Siege, of, or, of course, as always, every year. Steven Seagal. Um, Impact always pays tribute to Steven Seagal. Uh, and the wonderful movie that uh, he was in. I never saw it. I guess it's about submarines or something. I don't know. A submarine that's being attacked, I guess. But he's a cook. He's a cook on the submarine. Is he really? Yeah. His name's Casey Ryback. Oh, his name's Ryback? Oh, that's... that's yes. Okay. He's taking people out with kitchen knives and stuff. It's great. <laughs> you don't mess... It doesn't matter what is it is. You don't mess with Steven Seagal. That's just... Unless you're John Claude Van Damme, and I like that's. Did they ever have that fight on screen? No, they never crossed paths. Maybe in the Expendables they did because everybody crossed paths there. But well, I, well I maybe maybe in June when AEW is doing their Forbidden Door thing, we can do Steven Seagal versus John Claude Van Damme. <laughs> uh, Josh Alexander he defeated Tomohiro Ishii to retain the Impact title after a C four. Absolutely. Incredible match. They beat the holy hell out of each other. I love the Stone Pitbull uh, a lot better than the, the, the Man of Stone Danny Jones. <laughs> John Lacani, you've been watching New Caters. Did you see his knee pad on Thursday? Man of, Man of Stone. Beautiful. He's awesome. Beautiful. He's like the, more, the most inaction of inaction guys, and he's called himself the Man of Stone Danny Jones. Anyway, uh, a little bit of a story, though, before that match. Moose tried to hijack the show because he didn't get his rematch against Josh Alexander. He's like, I'm just going to stay out here. Whatever, I just do what I want. Uh, and here it comes. <laughs> I think we mentioned Sammy Callahan uh, briefly the last time I was on air. I was like, you know what? I don't miss Sammy Callahan. And boom, right on cue. It's been, I guess it's been over a year, right? Sammy, he was out for a while. Uh, and he attacked Moose. And Moose was the guy that injured him. So uh, that's going to sidetrack Moose from Josh Alexander. Maybe private will bound for glory till we get that rematch. And I'm sure that's the most poetic thing you could possibly do is have Moose and Josh Alexander, uh, uh, the scene of the crime from last year where uh, Moose ruined Josh Alexander's moment. I don't know if you heard, Josh Alexander was almost, he was in a car accident recently. He was, yes, that was crazy. On his way to the show. <laughs> yeah. So thank God he's all right. But geez. Who did it? Rikishi? Yes, it was Rikishi. <laughs> Who did it for the book? He did it for the moose. <laughs> uh, John DeConnie, I thought I saw I, thought I saw your thunder on that one. I, I, I saw your name next to something. I screwed up. But we are uh, fast forwarding. Um, 
I guess uh, the tag titles once again in enemy territory. You know, I don't even know where the Briscoes work right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, technically, I guess they're uh, they're home because I don't, I don't I don't know that those guys. Well, they're certainly not going to AEW as we found out. So uh, I, I guess they're safe for now unless they decide to take them to Japan. Uh, but we had Violent by Design defending against the Briscoes. And uh, we and it was uh, Diener and uh, EY in this particular uh, uh, matchup. And, you know, we had a little over 11 minutes of uh, some redneck kung fu and some, uh, you know, violence by design. And in the end, uh, Jay got Diener up in the electric chair and Mark completed the doomsday device for the one, two, three. And we've got new champions because... They are like a magnetic force that championship belts are drawn to them. Hashtag them boys. Them boys. Honor No More, they defeated the Bullet Club after a proton pack by Carl Anderson. Even in a 10-man tag team match, Carl Anderson has to be the one that eats the pin. Like, why is it always Carl Anderson? (laughs) Chris Bay couldn't have taken a pin here. Like, it's... (laughs) Anyway, uh, absolutely amazing 10-man tag. I got to go back and watch that. I missed that one. I'm actually a little pissed about that. Tasha Steeles asked by a Jersey girl. She defeated Havoc to retain the Knockouts Championship after the blackout. Our other Jersey girl, she didn't do so well. Uh, Ty Valkyrie defeated Deanna Perrazzo after the Raw roll-up. I mean, God damn it. Um, <laughs> they're playing tug-of-war with the belts, apparently, and, and, and Deanna ended up getting rolled up after it. Uh, Deanna, Ty Valkyrie retained a triple A uh, Reynus the Reynus champion, Reynus the Reynus championship. Uh, Post match attack, Jersey style by a pissed off Deanna Perrazzo, thwarted by a returning Mia Yim who went by the name Jade in Impact, but she's gonna stick with Mia Yim. Uh, she is still the head baddie in charge, the HBIC. Uh, there was no physical altercation between Yim and Perrazzo. Perrazzo walked away, allowing Mia Yim to have her moment, other than you know. The alternative of being stretched on your debut. I mean, I, you know, Deanna was nice on that one. So, what happened on that one? And our third Jersey competitor, our fourth, uh, third of four Jersey competitors, Ace Austin, he defeated Trey Miguel with the fold to retain the X Division title. And then our fourth Jersey, Latin Jersey in Impact right now, Mr. Perrazzo, John Smith, um, him and Chris Saban. It's funny, you have all this stuff with Honor No More and, and, and the world title and that, and the, and the women's division's awesome and the women's title. Chris Sabin and Steve Macklin always find a way to get a spot on the card, and I absolutely love it. Yeah, this one didn't go the way I thought it would either. You know, I thought that Macklin would dominate, and it was a lot of uh, Sabin outsmarting him throughout the match. A lot of creative, uh, creative reversals, and um, you know, Macklin slammed him into the post from the, on the outside from the walkway, and dropped an elbow on him. That was pretty nice on the outside of the ring, but. Otherwise, it was just a back-and-forth match where Saban no-sells Suplex City, clotheslines the heck out of Macklin, DDT off the top rope, and then a cradle shot for the one, two, three. And Saban's looking strong. Chris Saban. Hail Saban. Ah, I love Chris Saban. Good for him. Glad you said it's – you just – you think – you didn't think you'd ever see him again after his Ring of Honor run. You thought he was – you know, he's been doing this for – since like 2099. He's up there in years now. He's not a young kid anymore. He's not the, the, the future. That's what he uh, came and built as in, in TNA. But he's just sticking around. He's having a blast. And now he's got Alex Shelley's back in the mix. I don't know what happened to him on uh, 
Sunday. I hope he's okay, but uh, yeah. I don't know if the machine guns will ever get back together again. Uh, on the count, uh, I was also uh, Giselle Shaw. She defeated Master. It goes Ryan Joyce theory, right? Tag titles, uh, tag champions never win singles matches. <laughs> Even happens in Impact. Giselle Shaw defeated Madison Rain after a running knee to Madison's jaw. There were two matches on the countdown show. Heath and Rhino get out your cheese and crackers, cheese and saltines. They defeated Raj Singh and Mahali Balashira after Rhino hit the gore. None of this would have happened if Rohit Raju was still around. Just want to throw that out there right now. And then uh, Rich Swan defeated the Laredo Kid and Mike Bailey after a Phoenix Splash. We just found out. Uh, before we went on air, they did announce uh, one match for Impact this Thursday, uh, but we will get to that uh, in a second because we do have uh, – here are our new Impact standings. Uh, Travis still with a little bit of a lead here over Ryan Joy. Travis 11-4 so far in two shows for Impact, going 5-2 and two at Under Siege. Uh, we all had pretty good shows right there. Gary, a little bit uh, less than uh, others, but uh, I guess we'll, we'll pick it up. Uh, in the name of Steven Seagal. Uh, we have uh, El Fantasmo and Jay White representing the Bullet Club going after uh, opponents from just this past Saturday night. So now the, the Impact Champion, Josh Alexander, and the Stone Pit Pole, Tomohiro Ishii. Sorry, Rai. <laughs> uh, um, they're going to get out in tag team action uh, this Thursday, John McConaughey. Yeah, uh, whew, uh, I guess ELP's there to to eat that loss, uh, eat that pin, I should say, because you know we the Undertaker again. Yeah, Jay White doesn't get the <laughs> pin, <laughs> and I don't see uh, Ishii or uh, or Alexander eating one either. So uh, give me the give me Josh and Stone Pitbull. Yeah, I'm with you on that one, Josh Smith. Uh, give me Ishii. 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 Uh, and before we, uh, actually, we'll probably just, we can do this while, uh, with Ryan. That's right. Ryan's not force fed to the top here. One second. Okay. We'll just, we'll get him up there. Boom. Get Ryan back in the top spot where, uh, he's, he's comfortable. Uh, Ryan Joy, uh, real quick before we get to your indie segment. Um, here are the overall standings, um, from this, uh, as the current standings, you are back in the lead, leapfrogging Travis Severance after your perfect pay per view for Backlash. Um, 18 wins, John and Travis each with 17. I, uh, I battled back with 12 and 6 last week. Uh, John and Gary, uh, I guess just up to their shenanigans. Uh, like I said, it's still early 48 shows or 46 or 48 shows last season. This is only show four, plenty of points still to come. Uh, but uh, we have a new heading list going, and Ryan has backlash on his list already. New picture of Mr. Perfect. I've decided to go uh, the NWO Mr. Perfect. I know John Smith, he's got that belt uh, in the background at his house. I love that belt. Yep, there you go. Unfortunately, he was only Kurt Heading there, he wasn't Mr. He was, Perfect. But it's, it's, yep, they're called headings. The heading. There you go, perfect. There it's called go. a heading. Let's go back to that graphic one more time. Thing. They're called Hennings. What's it called? Hennings. <laughs> yeah. John Seth, you should be happy with the scoring right now because uh, it, it goes matches and score are all, all, all set. So the person with the best record also has the highest score. It goes all the way down. Yep. Yeah, for now. <laughs> Uh, Ryan, we'll just keep John and John real quick. I know we uh, we talked about uh, getting your indie segment time. Uh, you don't have a lot to talk about. Uh, I, 
I'm dying to hear news on Ring of Honor, so you definitely keep me posted with that if I don't find it you know, on my own. But I'm excited for when Ring of Honor uh, starts up under the Tony Khan era, and I'm excited uh, to see who's going to be on that roster. I'm loving that the Ring of Honor titles are being showcased, even though Deanna doesn't have hers anymore. Yeah, the yeah the Ring of Honor, we just don't have any news at this point about what's going to happen, except for the fact that, you know, I, I can't remember if we talked about it on this show or not before, but you know the idea that there's going to be a second show. We just don't we don't have any details. So in the meantime, enjoy your Samoa Joes and Jay Lethals and uh, I guess Mercedes Martinez now on on AEW television until we get there. Right. Uh, and also and Wheeler then, uh, Yuta. Yeah, Wheeler Yuta is a pure champion. That's exactly right. And speaking of Wheeler Yuta, nice segue. There you go. <laughs> So New Japan, 100 the, episodes, Ryan. I think we got the segues down pretty, pretty snappy yeah. right now after 100 episodes. Right. New Japan announced the best of the Super Juniors lineup a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Super Juniors is a round robin tournament, two blocks, ten wrestlers. It's going to start May 15th. It's going to carry through to June 3rd. And interestingly, the lineup, the ten guys. Very, very interesting lineup. You have the pure champion, Wheeler Yuta. You have the X-Division champion, Ace Austin. You got Alex Zane in the A block there. He was uh, Ari Sterling in NXT. You have Teton. He's from CMLL. Uh, El Lindemann, he's uh, from Strong Hearts. People might remember him from back in the early days of AEW. El Fantasmo, who you've seen on Impact Wrestling. TJP. Uh, the one of the best juniors of the world, every company he's in. Uh, and those are just kind of the outside names. Francisco Akira also representing the United Empire under Will Ospreay. You got all the strong guys coming in, like Clark Connors. Uh, and then, you know, you have your New Japan kind of faithful, your Ishimori's, your Yo and Sho, and uh, Robbie Eagles, El Desperado. It's a really good a good lineup. Hiromu Takahashi, um, multi-time champion. Yep. Uh, representing Los Ingobernables de Home. So uh, definitely a, a good tournament here, and it's going to take about three weeks to, to conclude. So a lot of nights of action. Yeah, it's, it's Ace Austin. I'm just so I'm excited. I'm actually tuning in. I'm going to try to wake up and just see Ace Austin like in this the, the Japanese setting and the NJPW setting. It's going to be great. I'm excited Ace Austin is going in with the title. Same yes. thing with Wheeler Yuta. Yes. Because if they weren't either one of those two guys, I think they'd lose a lot of matches. But because they're going in with the titles, I think the Impact front office and the AEW front office is going to insist that they do well. Right. So I think it'll, they'll have competitive matches. And uh, this could be really, really big for both of them. All right. So anything else uh, before we get into uh, your neck of the woods here as our senior correspondent of All Elite Wrestling? No, let's dive into AEW. All right. Uh, AEW Dynamite. Uh, speaking, like I said, uh, Ring of Honor, Deanna Perrazzo is no longer their women's champion. Uh, they had a unification match. The uh, the word interim, again, uh, they had to crown an interim champion because Deanna couldn't make a Ring of Honor, I guess, that last special that she had. So they crowned an interim champion. It was Mercedes Martinez. They unified the belts on Dynamite last Wednesday night. Uh, a lot of fun. Great to see Deanna in that setting. Uh, hope she never goes back there again and stays in impact forever. Yeah, I felt like the match 
suffered a little bit because Diana had never been on AEW television, so she wasn't really introduced to the to the fan base. Also, Mercedes hadn't really been on much to like sort of promote her, so I felt like the crowd just kind of died off for this match. Um, but I thought the finish was pretty cool. It was sort of like this modified surfboard guillotine combo yeah. that Mercedes does to get the submission win over Diana, which I did not expect. Diana never even fully got an armbar in on Mercedes throughout the entire match. Mercedes was never really in jeopardy, uh, and she came through and s- tapped out uh, Diana Perrazzo. Code of Honor adhered to after the match. They did shake hands. Yeah. Uh, Mercedes seemed a little emotional. I'm not sure what that was necessarily about, except, hey, she's main eventing the uh the, the television show so that's well big. she's got a great story right I'm, i i got i was happy for her too like you know diana perrazzo you know normally you know i had to take about 15 minutes and dry my eyes yeah uh after the temper tantrum i've thrown but this time i not so much because it's it's her story and we've heard the mercedes marcina story since the first may young classic where it's she's a mother first and wrestling always had to come second and it's 20 years and it's just in these shows and never been able to make it again. And then she finally made it after all these years. It's a great story. And, and I'm very, very happy for Mercedes. Absolutely. Uh, Hangman page, our AEW world champion did an in-ring promo at double or nothing. There will be no handshake with punk. And unfortunately uh, it won't be a masturbatory Bret Hart tribute match. Uh, I have, in parentheses, put away moisturizer. I forgot the prop for my jokes. Son of a bitch. Anyway, so, uh, Ryan, we also had a six-man tag team match. We had the Butcher, the Blade, and Angelico. Uh, the Andrade front office? Are these deals? Is that still a thing? I, I believe it is still. I, I I haven't heard them disband it, but they, they kind of weren't branded that during this match, were they? I think this match was kind of upstaged by William Regal's promo ahead of it. If you didn't see William Regal's pre-taped promo, go back and watch it. It will scare you. (laughs) Regal said that if a normal person had a knife and fight, they'd stab him. But if someone from the Blackpool Combat Club had a knife in a fight, they'd slice your face. So you'd have to look at that scar every single day and know what they did to you. Luckily, the Blackpool Combat Club did not have a knife in the six-man yeah. tag. But uh, it ended it ended the same way that all of these Moxley, Danielson uh, tag matches and even the six-man tags with you. They seem to have it at the end where they're all in the ring and they're all in submission moves uh, and it, get, it gets to a tap out. Danielson used a triangle choke. Uh, to get the official win, but Moxley held the guy down. Wheeler Yuta was kicking a guy out of the ring, so all six guys in the ring at the end. But Brian Danielson, triangle choke for the win. There you go. I was also watching those videos when they were, I guess, initiating Wheeler Yuta. I guess there's no uh, human resources, no HR in the Blackpool Combat Club. That's not. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking not. Hazing is not only accepted, it is encouraged. Exactly. Right. It, it is mandatory, it seems like. <laughs> John DeConi, uh, uh the inner circle is officially blown up, huh? Indeed, yes. The, uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society has taken its place because those ungrateful bastards, Santana and Ortiz, just weren't up to snuff. 
but Ortiz, or excuse me, Santana, Santana yep. uh, had a shot at Chris Jericho. And good psychology in this match because you absolutely believe that these two completely hated each other. It was physical. It was dirty. There was chaos going on at ringside. At one point, uh, I forget what their new stupid nicknames are, but uh, Parker almost used Floyd, but Ortiz was there to neutralize him. And the referees, because the AEW referees are just clueless, spent most of his time paying attention to what was going on on the floor so Jericho could hit a low blow, follow with the Judas effect, and the one, two, three. And then afterwards, because they had the numbers advantage, why not? The Jericho Appreciation Society beat the living hell out of both Santana and Ortiz because they had the five-on-two numbers advantage. Yeah, Eddie Kingston wasn't around. They're going to have a, uh, a, a victory speech. It's a celebration, bitches. There's some type of celebration this Wednesday night. Uh, right, when I first got this picture, I swear to God, I thought that was Nyla Rose. I'm like, what the hell is she doing? Oh, it's, it's what that guy did. It's Martell. <laughs> Not sure who that speaks poorly of, Nyla Rose or Martell. Yeah, I don't know. What it is. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we had story time with Thunder Rosa Babitas, right, baby? Is that, is that Spanish related? Anyway, she called out Serena Deeb eventually. They exchanged pleasantries, and they'll go at it at double or nothing. That should be absolutely amazing. And as irony would have it, whatever coincidence, after all these years later, is it that there was this called the Straight Edge Society, right? Both CM Punk and Serena Deeb both getting championship matches at double or nothing. There you go. Uh, the varsity blondes, varsity blondes in ring promo. Okay, so uh, I, I guess Brian Pillman. We're a small world, so Brian Pillman and John Harbaugh were college roommates at the University of Miami, Ohio. Small world. Oh my god. I guess somebody had to be Pillman's roommate. I guess <laughs> <laughs> all people that John Harbaugh, yeah. like old people. That's crazy. Uh, I, I guess there was a, a, a quote that John Harbaugh uh, likes to use that Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, said, uh, attack each day with an enthusiasm unknown to mankind, which sounds exhausting. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> but Pillman <laughs> got his enthusiasm back, wants to fight the House of, house of Black, uh, and he got it, and, and they got their asses kicked. So that was that was irrelevant. Uh, now we had this whole Julia Hart thing surfacing uh, with the missing eye. That happened what six months ago. So we're finally getting around to it. Uh, smart move, intelligent move by Malachi Black, knowing that Julia Hart is the the youngest member on the AEW roster. Sends Buddy Matthews to go to try and persuade her because we all know Buddy Matthews. His track record with the younger women in professional wrestling. Uh, it's Buddy Matthews to try to get Julia. To hit, I've been waiting all weekend for that joke to try to hit uh, uh, Brian Pillman or Griff Gas, one of the two, with chairs. She eventually decided against it and uh, rolled out of the way. Malachi had enough waiting for, her, so there's still to be continued uh, with Julia Hart and the House of Black and the whole thing. Uh, the Death Triangle came out for the save because they had the, the issue with uh, the House of Black at this point in time. Uh, we had a fun match with Wardlow and W. Morrissey. Morrissey was uh, MJF's uh, surprise uh, opponent. 
Wardlow got him after a powerbomb after the match. Wardlow beat up all of MJF security. Wants a match with MJF to get out of his contract. Max agreed, uh, but he has some conditions, and they will have uh, be in a contract signing in, quote, the most magical place in the world, UBS Arena in Long Island, uh, MJF's home, where it will be a love fest for Max come Wednesday if it's a repeat of what it was the last time they were at UBS. Uh which I'll get to again in a second. But uh, with that contract signing, any fun stipulations, Ryan Joy, you could possibly think of that Max is going to put in this contract? You know, when you when you look back at the ones he's had before, I mean, you know, Chris Jericho had to run the gauntlet. What did it, Cody had to, to do lashes and everything else and do a steel cage match against Wardlow. So I'm sure it's going to be uh, brutal. But we don't have that much time to double or nothing, so I don't think it's going to be, you know, like five, six weeks of torment like we had in the previous. Well, he's kind of been trying to do that to him with already with with all these uh, mystery with partners with Wardlow's walking in in handcuffs. So, uh, John Smith, anything off the top of your head? Uh, maybe, maybe the one arm tie behind the back thing. And then he'll get he'll get it loose halfway through the match and destroy MJF eventually. John DeCani, uh MJF was recently in a dog collar match. Do you think it's time to break out the kitty collars? <laughs> Maybe not necessarily the kitty oh. collars, but I think there we, we might get an animal theme since they have been calling him War Piggy. Maybe we get a pig pen match or something like that to oh, you know make him uh, little himself slopping around in mud or something. Uh, they booked the a match uh, with CM Punk, who hates Long Island, and absolutely <laughs> trashed Long Island, uh, specifically the New York Islanders, and I'll get to that in a second, going against Long Island's own John Silver. The timing of this couldn't possibly be worse. Uh, for those of you who do not follow the National Hockey League, the New York Islanders recently just fired, for apparently no reason whatsoever, one of the best coaches in the league, Barry Trotz, who CM Punk did mention his last time at UBS. Uh, they fired Barry Trotz on Monday. Uh, no one knows why. They missed the playoffs uh, once, I guess, in the in the four times. He was coach of the year three years ago for the Islanders. Um. Punk's going to mention this, and Punk's going to get booed out of the building again because he can't resist himself, and you have to play the heel going against – and going against John Silver is no accident. Going against the Long Island guy like, – Punk is going to be a good guy everywhere but Long Island going forward, and I think that's absolutely hysterical. And he will mention Barry Trotz and the Islander season on uh, on Wednesday, uh, but John DeCani, uh does that have any relevance towards uh, John Silver winning this match? No, I, I don't believe so. Uh you know, AEW has this uh, magical thing where, you know, you can like it, WWE mentions when someone's in their hometown, et cetera, et cetera. But the, the magic that AEW has where you can take two of the nastiest, most vile heels in Britt Baker and MJF, put them in their hometown and they're more over than Hulkamania. So, yeah. It's wonderful to watch. <laughs> and a lot of people say I have too much pride being from Jersey, rooting for uh, like Deanna and Ace Austin and Nathan Fraser. Nah. I get it. <laughs> uh, John Smith, are you going to give uh, Johnny Hungy a shot here? 
No. All right, Ryan. CM Punk. Okay. Uh, we have uh, for the first time in a while we have uh, an FTW Championship match. Uh, Ricky Starks, Powerhouse Hobbs, a part of Team Taz. They are the number one contenders for the Tag Team Championship. So, uh, Lucha, the Jurassic Express said, sure, we'll give you a shot at these if you give me a shot at this. So, uh, before we get to the Tag Team Championships, we have an FTW Championship between Ricky Starks and Jungle Jack Perry. John Smith. Uh, I don't. I don't think that that title should get passed around like that. So I'm gonna go with, uh, I'm, yeah, the champion retaining here. John, uh, Ryan Joy. I was gonna make a Ty Connie joke there, but that's just that's for next segment, I guess. Mm. That joke was made by yeah by, by Rampage. It was on. Yeah. It was made on Rampage. That's first what it is. guy or whatever. Um, yeah, Ricky Starks. I don't see any reason to take it off him, especially since I, I don't see – I don't know. I think everyone's going to keep their titles here, John McConaughey. Yeah, I agree. I agree because uh, – well, first of all, in Jungle Jack, you have one of the few people that uh, Ricky Starks can uh, convincingly spear and put down or use his Rochambeau on because he can you know, put 125 pounds on his shoulder, no problem. So – yeah, I'm sure there'll still be some heel tactics, but uh, no, no problem with Starks winning this one. I think this is going to be an incredible match, though. I'm really look, actually, I'm really looking oh, forward yeah. to this match. Uh, and now we have the Owen Hart Foundation. I love the Hart Foundation. That's that's very clever by Martha to put that in the, the, <laughs> the name there. Uh, the Owen Hart Foundation tournament. Both the men's and the women's tournaments will start tomorrow night. Um, before we get to the brackets, we had two qualifiers from last week. We had Ray Phoenix. He defeated Dante Martin uh, with a tombstone pile driver type maneuver. That was a weird maneuver by by Ray. Uh, it was like a tombstone driver. Like he had him up, and then like it was yeah, it was impressive. Like Park. Was that a Michinoku driver? That was a variation of it. That looked weird. I don't know. It was greetings from Asbury Park or wherever Ray is from. Oh, gotcha. Green, yeah. From Parquet del Asbury. Uh, uh, and then the other one, Jeff Hardy, he defeated Bobby Fish to qualify after a swanton. Uh, fun note after that match, Young Bucks came out uh, for a little stare down with the Hardys before checking on Bobby Fish, their uh, undisputed elite uh, brethren. So um, I know that was a big deal all those years ago in Ring of Honor when the Hardys and the Young Bucks went at it, and it's probably going to get that same press again because not everybody saw that first match where the Hardy boys defeated the Young Bucks for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship. So anyway, so here are the brackets that have been announced. We have seven people qualify, and we have a joker. We can only assume is Matt Seidel. Uh, but we got Ray Phoenix going against Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, Samoa Joe's got the joker. Uh, and then we had the two matches on the right that will be Wednesday night. First, we're going to go with Adam Cole and Dax Harwood. Ryan Joy, who do you like in this one? Oh, I like this match a lot, but it's Adam, interesting, Cole, yeah. Adam Cole's going to win. But I, I, I think the match could be great. The Triple H is going to love this match too, John Smith. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Give me, give me Adam Cole. Uh, I think he's going far in this one. All right, I'm going to go with Adam Cole as well. John DeConti. Yeah, make it, a, make it a clean sweep. I'm going with Cole. 
Adam Cole. I, I, I really like that. Anyway, uh, and then my buddy Brian Eberly. This is pretty much uh, a winner is him, or again, maybe a wet dream is him after this match. Darby Allen, Jeff Hardy. Um, this is a match when, when, when Jeff Hardy first came out, uh, when he first debuted and he saved Matt from whatever attack that was happening and Darby and Sting were in the ring. I, I looked at Jeff and Darby. I'm like, this is going to be a match that everybody is going to want to see. And I actually like it better that it is in this tournament where they're both faces there. There's no BS. They don't need a story. Just get Darby Allen on one side, just get Jeff Hardy on the other, and just let it, let the best man win. Let the best man advance, and I think this is the best possible way. Now, after this, if you want to do some type of darker story where Willow comes in or, or, or Darby Allen goes super emo or whatever it is, I think that would be great too. But I think I, I like this as a first start uh, to a potential maybe series of matches or feuds with Darby Allen and Jeff Hardy, John Connor. Yeah, it's going to be a special night, as Darby said. Uh, it's going to be very interesting, and I think Darby comes out on top because that's the way it probably should be, but uh, it will definitely be thoroughly entertaining. Uh, John Smith. Uh, I've been texting my son for the past minute. What are we picking right now? Jeff Hardy and Darby Allen after my um, emotional, motivated speech. Oh, man. Uh, that one's hard. The winner faces Adam Cole or no? Yes. Yep. That side of the bracket. Uh, give me Darby then. Uh, Ryan. Oh, the winner does. It is on the Adam Cole side of the bracket. It is on the Adam Cole side of the bracket. Uh, I just deleted it. I can All right. It. So give me Jeff Hardy here. And then there's a bunch of going to be a bunch of nonsense when the Jeff Hardy and Cole match, which then leads us to the Hardys and the Young Bucks. Yeah, I guess I'm just going to go. I, I just think uh, can't. This makes, I think Darby's going to want to lay down for Jeff. Like that'd be so cool to get Swan. I think that's like on. It's, maybe it's on every young wrestler's bucket list is to get Swanton and pinned by Jeff Hardy. I don't know how much these people love. <laughs> Hardy or not. I mean, I'm sure Darby's one of them since they're, they're kind of alike stature-wise. I'm sure Darby looked up to him. People, uh, they should look at how Jeff Hardy does those swantons because it's more like a cannonball on the person these days. He's just like... Yeah, he's been getting him good. He's been laying hard on them. Yeah. I mean, normally, when, they, when he first did it, it was kind of like he got the back yeah. of his head on it. It was very safer. As, uh, I guess, Edge put it, he, he's potatoing people. Well, I guess. Yeah, something like that, yeah. <laughs> Um, and then uh, on the women's side, uh, we're going to go to Rampage. We're going to talk about what happened on Rampage, and it'll leak into what's going to happen tomorrow night in the uh, ooh, that's not good. In the, uh, the women's part of uh, the Owen Hart Foundation tournament. Um, Riho defeated Yuka Sakazaki to qualify for the tournament via the Raw Roll-Up. Check one for AEW. Um, so that was she was the last one to qualify. Uh, if I'm remembering, so here is the uh, the women's tournament. Uh, Tony Storm, Jamie Hayden, we're gonna get to that match. Britt Baker, she's got the Joker, I guess. In this case, it should be Harley Quinn. Um, we got Red Velvet against Ricardo Shida, and then we got uh, the other match we're gonna talk about. So we have two matches, they got on opposite sides of the brackets. 
Um, I'll leave this up. I'll take off the, the logo so we can, you know, you know, it's Reho and I'm not lying to you. What's just happened? Okay, there we go. Uh, there we go. We got Ruby, 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 Reho. Uh, so we had Tony Storm and Ruby Soho. They defeated Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter on Rampage last week. Uh, another Raw roll-up. Uh, Rampage had two back-to-back Raw roll-ups. Uh, Tony Storm on Britt Baker. So the first match we have uh, is going to be Wednesday on Dynamite. And it's going to be Jamie Hayter and Tony Storm. Uh, before we get into this, anybody see the meme? Uh, there was a coffee cup with three Jamie haters in it. Hey, Kappa haters! <laughs> Kappa haters! I thought that was really funny. Was right, Joy, you, laughed, you laughed the loudest on that one. You can pick first on this one. You got uh, Tony, Tony Storm, Storm Jamie Hater. Winner's getting Brick or Harley Quinn. Yeah, I, I think it's Tony Storm. I think she's going to get the win over Jamie Hater here. and <laughs> she's, she's the shiny new toy, and Jamie hasn't really been pushed if jamie were to have split from Britt baker i might give it a second look but um tony storm okay uh john smith throwing this i'm just throwing out there now we have a potential of a jamie hater Britt baker semi-final yeah no give me my girl tony <laughs> that picture still i can see i had a picture at the bottom corner yeah it's right here i had a picture i knocked over by accident john the Connor. Uh, yeah, for exactly the reasons that uh, Ryan laid out. If Fader uh, wasn't still with Britt, then that would make that that much more exciting. But I think Tony moves on here, and damn it, that's the way it should be. Yeah, give me Tony Stone as well. Uh, like I said she just kind of said she got the win on Rampage, she rolled up Britt Baker. So, uh, if that happens to be in the second round, there's a, a little bit of a story to that one. And then on Rampage this Friday night will be the other women's uh, Owen Hart Foundation tournament match. And I, I have a graphic, no it. graphic for it. No, that's right. There is no graphic for it. That's right. I thought I maybe delete it. It's Ruby, 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 Reho. John the Kind. Ah, uh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Uh, Reho and Sheeta in the second round would be very interesting, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Ruby. Give me Ruby Soho winning this one. Now, Ryan Joy, Ruby, uh, Riho, she uh, she went uh, an all-black outfit, like almost evil heelish. Did she heel turn and I missed it? She looked like... No, evil. but I noticed that too. Usually she wears like a little ballerina-esque yeah. outfit, and she was wearing all black this time. So uh, interesting. But this is really uh, is the weird side of the bracket because Red Velvet's getting a little bit of a push um, due to association with Jade Cargill. And then Riho, you know, she just got this win to get in, and you're like, she just kind of like reintroducing her. But Ruby's right there being in, involved in the Britt Baker nonsense. So, um, so I'm going to pick Ruby to advance, um, but I don't like that Riho is just coming back and then she's going to lose here. Um, like John said, I, I'd like the idea of Riho and Sheeta in the second round, but I almost think it's going to be they get the losers bracket, <laughs> and we're going to yeah. have Red Velvet and Ruby, and and those two are probably not going to get out of the first round. Yeah, I, I'm going to go uh, with Ruby Soho as well, John Smith. I'll go against the grain here. I'm going to go with Riho. Protect your first champion. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, it's going to be a tough. 
you know, I I don't want to. I, I just delete. Actually, no, I still have the men's bracket. So the women's brackets right here. Uh, any who do you have winning this whole thing? Real quick, Ryan Joy. It's tough not knowing who that Joker is, <coughs> but uh, give me give me Ruby Soho. All right, John McCauley. Uh, yeah, uh, not knowing who the Joker. I mean, I don't see the Joker getting past Britt anyway, unless it's something really weird that they decide to do there. I, it's it's hard for me to not pick Britt to win this whole thing. John Smith. Yeah, I can't possibly think of anybody that could come in and beat Britt Baker in that first round match. But I got Tony Storm winning out of all these names. Britt Baker doesn't need to win this. Maybe it's. One of those things, though, where she deserves to win it and she wins it because she deserves it. You know, maybe it's one of those kind of things. But if they're trying to push somebody, there's really no reason for her to win it. Yeah, I, I actually uh, – a lot of uh, – some rumors going around where maybe it's just uh, whatever that the, both Jokers are going to be uh, Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. I think that would be fun. That would be sick. Yeah. I would love um, that. I just, I just think it's fun. It, it could set up here – I, I got Britt Baker in this tournament. I got Adam Cole in this tournament. Like, are we looking at a Britt Baker versus Adam Cole finals here? <laughs> <laughs> that match could be hardcore. Yeah, it's... Oh, that just was. Is that going to be a Braun and panties match? Yeah, they're Braun panties match. I'm sure they had those matches uh, off camera. Anyway, so Ryan, yeah, uh, G Lethal. Jay Lethal, he had uh, another opponent, a, a, a gentleman. Takeshita? We'll go with Takeshita. So Jay Lethal versus uh, Takeshita here. Lots of big moves, including uh, Takeshita clotheslining Jay Lethal off the top rope. So they're both standing on the turnbuckle, and Takeshita hit this clothesline uh, and clotheslined Lethal off. It was kind of, kind of cool. Don't see that very often, but... In the end, it was a lethal injection for the pinfall victory. Jay walks away the winner here. Following the match, Lethal and crew, Sanjay Dutt and Son, um, and what's his name? Satnam Singh. They made they uh they started beating up on Takeshta. That brought out the best friends. Satnam Singh beat up the best friends. Samoa Joe came out before Orange Cassidy could get his butt kicked, too. So uh, but Joe was restrained by security and did not yeah. actually get uh get involved that's the baltimore security keeping them yeah, and it, it's always joe like there was no security for best friends in orange cassidy like they just let that <laughs> guy let them go joe could do something. <laughs> let's hold him back uh hook defeated in action uh jd drake is he in action i don't think so i've heard that name before uh post-match uh dan housing was very nice very evil love that dan housing love that uh youtube did anybody else get that Love that Dan Housen. It's a Joker reference from the first Batman. Love that Joker. <laughs> Love that Dan Housen. He, he won me over with his YouTube video. I like Dan Housen a lot. Never seen him wrestle, but I guess it doesn't matter, right? Uh, Dan Housen, uh, very nice, very evil. Asked Hook to be in his corner in his match against Tony Meese, potentially Friday. Match wasn't signed, but let's play pretend here at Ryan Joy. You got uh, Dan Housen and Tony Meese in Long Island. And, you know, this match is happening. It's in a UBS. Yeah, yeah, it's tough because you know Tony Nice cool. gets Mark Sterling. You think he's getting a little bit of a push? He's gonna be in, you know, he's gonna be in Long Island. Uh, that's where the show is. He's hometown guy. Um, 
But I don't think Dan Hasen's going to lose his first match out unless there's a really long arc where Dan Hasen loses all his matches until Hook finally, you know, signs up to be his buddy. Um, that I could see maybe that. But I'm going to pick Dan Hasen. So I'm Russell we Power did. Team? Yeah, we did. We did see that. No <laughs> John Connie. Uh, yeah, along the lines of what Ryan is saying, I, I think maybe that's the story to tell here. You know, you give Tony the win in his hometown, and maybe he does something, him and or Sterling do something underhanded because Hook isn't there in Danhausen's corner, and Danhausen continues to, you know, beckon to Hook to be in his corner, and then finally gets the win when he has the backup of Hook. So give me Tony Nice winning this first one. All right, John Smith. I was going to say that. There you go. Perfect. I like that, too. Tony Neeson is hometown. <clears throat> now, are they going to be called Hookhausen if they team up? Like, is this going like, – are, are these going to be tag team champions? Don't tell me the merch isn't already made. The Hookhausen sure merch is already made. <laughs> I don't think they'll be tag champs. I think Blackpool Combat Club is going to be tag champs. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Scorpio Sky, the last segment, and the last thing we're going to pick, Scorpio Sky, our TNT champion, is keeping his word. He is granting Frankie Kazarian his uh, the title match that he promised Frankie. Uh, Scorpio wants to be a fighting champion and bring honor back to the title and not have it passed around like Ty Conti. Oh, burn. Uh, but yeah, SCU, the first ever AEW World Tag Team Champions. Uh, I, I I really hope Christopher Daniels is a special guest referee in this one, but I, I or maybe at ringside or timekeeper. I don't know. Maybe uh, CD the Fallen Angel should be around somewhere. John Smith. Yeah, uh, I don't know who to pick here. <laughs> All right, we can just hope both guys have fun. That's fine. Yeah, that's uh, John Connie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think this will this one will be great because Kazarian we know can still go, so him and Sky will put on a hell of a match. Uh, but I see Scorpio Sky retaining. All right, Ryan Joy. Yeah, Scorpio Sky retains. I, I like Frankie, but he is not going to be the TNT champ. There you go. I, I really am enjoying all these TNT championship matches on Rampage on TNT. Like they're they're doing that. That's correct. I, I like that. But then it also puts Jade Cargill on Dynamite, which I don't want. But we haven't seen her in a while, so. She, she mostly wrestles on Rampage 2, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Well, that's what a TBS is. Very funny, right? Isn't that the whole thing? There you go. <laughs> All right. So that will do it. Uh, we got a couple quick uh, uh, promotions that we got to do. We got uh, the Black Cats NYC, the official band of the Eastern Observer. Where'd they go? There they are. They got their album, Free Cake, uh, on all of these music platforms. Anywhere you get your music, you can get the Black Hat NYC album, Free Cake, out now. Play loud. Um, as always, the Essential Wrestling Podcast is sponsored by ProWrestlingPickin.com, the internet leader in sports entertainment pick and pool. Join us in the Easter, uh, in the Essential Wrestling Podcast public pool Play against us, or you can create a private pool with you and your friends. ProWrestlingPickings.com. Play against your friends. Play against the universe. And guys, she will like it too. Join us back here next week when we get back to basics. EWP 101. Hey. Uh, episode 101 on all of these platforms. You can watch us live on YouTube or on Facebook. Just search the Eastern Observer and you will find us. 
please make sure you subscribe and like our videos. It does help us out. If you happen to miss us live, you can check us out on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, uh, anywhere you can get music or podcasts. You will be able to get the Essential Wrestling Podcast. And we sincerely thank you for uh, for joining us today. We are sorry we took so long to get back. Uh, my voice isn't even in shape anymore. I'm starting to get raspy <laughs> these last couple of minutes here. Uh, I'm excited to be back. Uh, John Lacani, anything from you before we leave? No, just like you said, glad to be back. Glad to be, uh, uh, you know, falling into a pattern here. Pretty great. There you go, John Smith. Yeah, happy to be back, man. I didn't even realize I was going to miss it so much. Yeah, right. I was I, once like one o'clock this afternoon. I had my goddamn four o'clock yet. Yeah, when we got the pre-production, like, oh my god, an hour. Like, let me just get the show going. Brian Joy. Congrats on 100 episodes of EWP. Yes. Thank uh, you. Very well put. Thank you very much to everybody at the Eastern Observer. Thank you very much, Tyler Dell. Thank you very much, Joseph Kennedy Narzanka. Thank you very much for allowing us to have fun with each other uh, each and every week. And uh, here's to 100 more, boys. John Never Connie. forget, Cody is trash. Cody is trash, but remember, garbage can, not garbage can. Alexa Bliss, we love you. Welcome back, Larry Steven, forever in our hearts. John the County, take us home. Thanks for joining us. As always, we wish you the best. You was a cook named Ryback. That is so weird. <laughs> Feed me more. <laughs>